name is Chelsea Tanner. I'm a flutist and I'm a mindset coach for musicians who want to succeed in their careers but also enjoy their lives. As a life and mindset coach, I hear a lot of stories about feedback given to my clients from their former teachers. If you're a classical musician, you've probably had a similar story. Maybe a teacher told you that you'd never make it. Maybe they gave you some harsh feedback and you still use it against yourself every time you think about taking an audition. These instances may be holding you back in your own life because of how you're telling the story today and how that makes you feel today. And that has a huge impact on your future. Let's take an example. If I had a teacher, and this is totally just a hypothetical example, this hasn't actually happened to me, um, told me that I wasn't good enough to make it. And I believed my teacher, which honestly, right, that's what we're supposed to do. I may be using that in my mind still as a reason why I can't put myself out there, that voice still ringing in my head. And when I think I'm not good enough, I feel shame. From that place of shame, then how do I see my preparation through for my next audition? How are my practice sessions going to go if they're fueled by shame? And my career in general. Our beliefs are the lenses through which we see the world. Choose your glasses and lenses very intentionally. I want to make this very clear. Just because your teacher said something to you does not mean it's true. We kind of all have those stories, right? A teacher, someone who didn't believe in us. Let's take that example. Your teacher says you're not going to make it. Is that true? How do they know that? How can anyone know that? What does making it mean? What does being good enough mean? This can be really hard because you choose your college largely based on your teacher. You want so badly to please them, you want their approval, and you probably really admire them if you're studying with them. For them to say something harsh and negative can be kind of a traumatic experience. You worked your whole life to do this one thing, and the person you look up to most is questioning your ability to do it. That's rough. So cut yourself some slack. Student-teacher relationships for musicians are very unique. We tend to take what our teachers say to heart. We ideally trust them and are eager to take what they say seriously. However, The culture of classical music is usually one to use scare tactics to get students to practice. People say things like, you'll never make it unless you practice at least four hours a day. You're only as good as your last performance. There's always room at the top. Some teachers even pit students against each other in competition to motivate them. These are what I call old school ways of teaching. Making students think they'll lose out unless they produce at the highest level all the time. So, when a teacher says something negative to elicit a positive result, this is inherently flawed. This teacher is looking for the student to believe in themselves more than they believe in their teacher, who they look up to as an expert and mentor. (laughs) This negative motivation might work, but what does that do to the trust between the student and the teacher? Because the student is then out to prove the teacher wrong. It kind of creates this lose-lose situation, if you ask me. And I don't want to make all teachers out to be bad. Of course, I myself am a teacher. The way we interpret teachers' words 
though, is what really matters. But I want to address this kind of negative motivation because it's seemingly everywhere. And it makes sense. There are a finite number of jobs. Those jobs are extremely competitive. And using guilt and shame or even fear as a motivator will get short-term results. But once a student practices using shame, guilt, and fear as motivation, that becomes their mode of operation. That becomes their mindset. I have an entire workshop dedicated to mindset training for music teachers, just in case anyone listening would want to book something like that. Um, If you want to learn more how to motivate your students in a positive way, I just wanted to let you know that's there. (laughs) Now, what if you're in this stuck place where you feel like you can't move forward because of what your teacher said? Well, then we separate thoughts and facts my favorite thing to do. The fact is, a human person said words to you. This may seem extreme, but it is literally all that happened. If you have an exact quote, then you can use that as your fact. A person said X, Y, and Z. But if you don't, and you don't exactly precisely remember the quote, your interpretation of what they said is not a fact. It's an opinion, right? So then you would just frame it as that person said words to me. So let's break it down. A person says words to you. So what? Why do those words matter? What does it matter? Take a second to think. It may seem obvious, but I really think you should hear your brain answer this question. So what if they said words to you? What are you making this fact mean about you? What are you making the fact that someone said a sentence to you mean about you? Here we find the important information. It's what our brain is making someone else's words mean about us. Nobody's words can make you feel a certain way without you interpreting them. Now, I'm not saying that it's your fault that you feel hurt by someone's words. Your brain runs on automatic. It is always looking for problems to solve. And if you are in a situation where someone in a position of power is giving you negative feedback, your brain is going to go crazy. Your brain probably thinks it's a problem that your teacher said these words to you. But is it still? Is it possible that you may have been taking what they said and making it mean that you're not good enough? or that you can't do what you want to. Get so curious about this. I promise that it really is just what your brain is making it mean. As a student, it can be tough because in a sense, I'm telling you that you don't have to fully 100% believe your teachers and think that they're always right. And that's true, that's what I'm saying. That's hard to manage as a student, but Here's the thing, you have to check in with yourself. When you think that your teacher thinks you're not good enough, how does that feel to think that? First of all, we can't know what anyone else is thinking, so really be on yourself and and notice when your brain is making up stories like that, right? But check in with your body. How are you feeling when you think this way, when you tell that story? probably pretty bad. 
just like your teacher's words are your neutral facts or your circumstances, I use those two interchangeably, you then get to choose what to think about them. Right? And and the same thing. The sound waves you create with your instrument is also just a neutral circumstance to your teacher. Then your teacher interprets what they hear based on what they know, what they believe, everything they've ever experienced in their entire lives, all the thoughts they've thought before, all their insecurities, their genetics, how they were socialized, all of that stuff. It is kind of a miracle that we can communicate at all, if you ask me. (laughs) Your playing can't make someone think something or feel something. If it does and that's positive, great. You can't control people's thoughts. If it does and it's negative, you can't control that either. The teacher didn't tell you this negative feedback because you sound objectively bad. They told you this feedback because their brain had a thought in response to your sound waves. Now, I want you to get super curious about this. What did they have to think and feel in order to give you that feedback? Maybe what you needed exceeded their teaching skills and they were grasping. Maybe their own insecurities got in the way. We never know because we can never be in their brain. If the advice or feedback you got was extremely harsh or dramatic, why do you think they were compelled to state it in such a way? What were they hearing? What are they trying to convey? Maybe it's not that you're not good enough, but rather how driving home how important something is or how much potential you have to improve. Where we can help ourselves is what we think and feel when we go in to lessons or classes. If you're going into lessons looking for validation that you're doing things right, this may be one of the worst ways to go into a lesson. Of course, validation feels amazing, but why are you having a lesson? Ask yourself that question. If it's to make sure you're doing things correctly, it's definitely time to reevaluate. Go into your lesson having already formed an opinion about the way you want to sound. Explore all your options. Get curious about your own playing first. Then go into your lesson to learn about where your blind spots are. That's why you have a teacher. What could your teacher pick up on that you haven't yet? Get curious. When they give feedback, why did they do so? What were they hearing that prompted this? They'll probably tell you, but then you can listen for that in your own practice. You're always in charge of your own playing. Also, your teacher is not on stage with you. Any old story about past negative feedback is no longer that person saying it to you. It's you saying it to you. So take responsibility for that. Create some space in your mind around that story so it's not the one you stick to. Taking ownership of your thoughts and feelings and your playing is super scary. It takes a lot of courage. If you don't have a teacher or a method to sort of blame your failure on, right, if it doesn't work, that's scary. But you've always been in control. You've always just been making choices. 
So you decide whether you're going to let that thing someone said about you or your potential prevent you from really going after what you want. I always use this as a rule of thumb. I always know what's best for me. I always know what's best for me. That's an empowering thought. I always know what's best for me. Super sorry for that motorcycle. (laughs) And you always know what's best for you. Your teachers will make suggestions, but what they're offering is what would have been best for them in your situation, most likely. They'll ask you to play things in a certain way. They'll make judgments. They'll say things, all that stuff. It's your job to interpret the feedback in a way that works for you. You don't have to forgive or think things are all just okay now. Obviously, you get to do whatever you want. You get to feel however you want. But if you're able to see that your story isn't serving you, it may be time to let that version of it go. The past only exists in your mind. And you have control over how you interpret it. You are good enough to do whatever you want, no matter what anyone else says. That's a thought I personally love. Because believing that will give you a much better shot at achieving your goals. Alright, that's all I've got for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful day. If you're interested in taking this work further... I have a one-on-one coaching program that will help you get into the mindset of your dreams. If this episode resonated with you, I highly recommend booking a free discovery call with me. It's an hour on Zoom where we discuss where you are, where you want to be, and we talk about how mindset coaching can help get you there. Check out the link in the show notes to sign up.